Hello and welcome to Gundam, I Hardly Know Him. As you know, this is the book club style podcast where each week we discuss an entry into the Gundam franchise, whether that be a series, anime, movie, OVA, sometimes a game. Sometimes we discuss something different altogether, but we always do that in release order. I'm Michael. I hope you're doing well. How's the family? Have you seen any good movies recently? Listeners, Uh, I'm waiting for you to respond. Today is episode one of season eight, nine. One of those. It's a lot of seasons. Okay. I think we're in season eight. Season seven was the last season. Uh huh. So, wait, season eight was anime ARL. So this will be season nine. Season nine. Season nine. Um, and today we are discussing the first twelve episodes of Mobile Suit Victory Gundam. And to take on this incredible task, I'm joined by my three favorite people. Uh, you all know him. You love him. He's our certified lover boy. Now he's yellow. Now he's blue. Now he's all squarey. <laughs> it's Christian. Hey, Christian. Hey, hello, everybody. How you doing? Uh, my question for for the boys, for the listeners, uh, can you stand up to the victory? Can you do oh. it? Honestly, no. This, this victory is putting me down on my ass yeah, real hard. I, earlier, I tried to stand up to the victory, and I found myself sitting back down almost immediately. Yeah, I wanted to stand up to the victory, but I had had too much wine. And I, I, the victory I just, is so much taller in person too. Did you all notice that? <laughs> the victory is really intimidating. I mean, yeah. on, on TV it looks like you know oh, approachable, but then when you get right up next to it, it's like oh, fuck. Yeah, I was um, scared. We are also joined by your number one Char hater and Haru apologist, straight from the brig. <laughs> we got Alex. Hey, Alex, how's it going? That's uh, I, I, I'm gonna live with that intro. That's a. <laughs> You can do that for every episode from here on out. All right, yeah, I, I, I rewrote the intros, everybody. So, <laughs> and although you can't call me a Haro uh, supporter because that was I almost made me turn off this season. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, last but not least, we are joined by the Lasagna Kid. We've got Simon. Hey, Simon, how's it going? Hey, I got layers and layers and layers. There's cheese. There's tomatoes. There's a secret ingredient, but I'll never tell. Um, Every week, come back for new bars on Simon's <laughs> rhyme about lasagna. <laughs> yeah. I like I for Alex and Christian. Goddamn I suppose poet. it's um it's <laughs> it is this was meant this was going to come up sooner or later in our Gundam podcast. But I am on a big lasagna kick. Um, the creation of lasagna. Um, and it's a hoot and a half. I'll tell you that much. Hey Simon, um, am I getting a square of that? Tasty yeah, lasagna. Yeah, I'll mail you a square. It's like, you know how you can like put like a stamp on a potato and mail it to someone? I'm just going to put a stamp on the top layer of the lasagna where it's a little bit too crispy. Legally, they and have to deliver it. Legally, USPS, they have to deliver they it. they have to deliver it. Mm-hmm. If, they don't, if USPS legally... doesn't show up, yeah, we're allowed to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> or you can give I it to me in person <laughs> next weekend. Hey, you have to tell me if you're a post office employee. You have to tell me if you work for the USPS. <laughs> this is entrapment. Um, oh, no, I'm excited. I like uh, lasagna's um, giving me meaning in life again. So, you know, I love it. 
So Simon's been making lasagna. Uh, question mm-hmm. of the week this week before we jump into our uh, Gundam content. What's yeah. ev- what's everybody been cooking? I've been what's cooking? Yeah, I've been doing pizza. You know, I'm back on my pizza kick. <laughs> I made pizza tonight for dinner. Um, Christian, what have you been cooking up? A pizza pie. Uh, I made this last weekend. I made two things. All right. Okay. All right. I made a uh, <laughs> carrot. <laughs> <laughs> carrot. And parsnip uh, puree soup in the instant pot. I'm, I'm in a serious instant pot. Uh, it's soup. Train. It's soup season. Soup season, baby. And then I made uh, a butternut squash turkey chili soup. Mm. Yeah, it came out quite good. Let me tell you, Christian. Oh. Do you own an immersion blender? Uh, my mom does. And okay. People that own an immersion blender are simply on a higher tier than people that don't own an immersion blender. It really. And unfortunately, I don't own an immersion blender. But every time I see someone that does own an immersion blender, um, it's like you see a professional athlete in that's, public. That's the marker of someone being an adult is owning yeah. an immersion blender. Yeah. It's like you have an immersion blender and you have like one of those like KitchenAid things and then you're allowed to like do taxes, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, you have to say on taxes if you have an immersion blender and it puts you in a different yeah. bracket. You claim it as a dependent, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, get, you get a few tax breaks. Yeah, you get a tax yeah. bracket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really does unlock a whole new universe. And, you know, yeah. I, I remember the days when I'd find a recipe and I'd, you know, be perusing down oh. and I'd see that. Oh, bring yeah. out the immersion blender. I'd be like, oh, the no. The bottleneck. It would spiral me into oh, a depression no. for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Yeah, what's the worst thing, Michael? When you start that recipe, you start getting all the ingredients together. You've already started cooking, and then it tells you to use a, an appliance that you don't own. It's this, like, boiling hot soup, and then you just, like, just take a knife and, like, try to move it as fast as you can inside of the soup. <laughs> It doesn't work the same. <laughs> you just put a bunch of pocket knives in there and shake the soup around. All right, Alex, what have you been? What have you been cooking? Uh, most recently, I guess fun thing I cooked was I made some Korean pancakes last Ooh, week. Ooh, that sounds mm. good. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I, yeah. Got, I made some I saw... uh, brown sugar cinnamon ones, some uh, beef and seaweed, and a cheese one. Like that. Go off, just a little go bit off. of extra dough. Love it. Mm. I, love I saw Alex consume one, and it um it like it oozes when you cut into it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like uh yeah, a little bit intimate. I've been wanting eating, to try honestly. some of those for a long time. It sounds so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Korean pancakes. It's a, it's right. a great it's a great uh the great high food that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. munchie um, snack. All right, before. Before we get into the meat of the episode, into discussing uh, Victory Gundam, uh, I did actually prep a little quiz for you all. Uh, all right, let's do this then. So it's been, it's been a minute since we watched some Gundam. It's been a minute since we talked about Gundam. So what I'm going to need you all to have is either uh, like a pad of paper or yeah. something or like a writing implement. You can do like the notes app on your phone if you don't want to grab pen and paper. But okay, just something okay. to, to write your answer down so we can so we can keep it honest. Yeah. And, uh, basically, what I've done here is I've made a little quiz on what we've watched so far. Michael. So this is it's just a mini quiz. Okay. And all of these questions, I didn't look up anything. These are all things that I remembered from the shows that we've oh, watched geez. previously. So it's not going to be oh. anything crazy. No insane details like 
I don't know. People listening to this show assume that we're super knowledgeable <laughs> on this Mm-mm. franchise that we've decided to pour a lot of time into. Like, I'm one of the dumbest me. people on this show. I'm confident. No, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to kill this quiz. I think you all will do fine. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I think Alex is at a disadvantage here because Alex, there's some of these questions are about ones. Uh, things that Alex was not on the show for, so a lot <laughs> less uh, detail went into went into those. But um, I the reason I thought about this is because I had a couple of moments recently where I couldn't remember which show a certain character was from. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Damn, I have, oh. I have brain rot. Like, I need to like figure this out." So that that was kind of the base of this quiz. Clear out the cobwebs. Question number one. Name the series, OVAs, and movies we've covered so far in order. Ah, uh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I... No. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. I got this. I got this. Yeah, you got this. It's not as hard as you think when you start writing them down. What's after that? What's after that? Is it... <laughs> I have, like, one title written down. <laughs> <laughs> and it just says Gundam. <laughs> oh, was it a... Uh... I'm missing, I think, two, possibly? Oh, this is really bad. Okay. One of them is wrong. I, like, I care about the... I I have been there. I, like, there is empirical evidence that I talked about these shows. I think I got it. Let it be known. Also, I, I, don't think... have, I don't have any of these answers written down, so if, if I'm off base, you all can let me know, but I, I believe I know these off the top of my head. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Is uh, everybody ready to go? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. All right, I'm gonna. I'll start with uh, Simon on this because Simon right. seemed to really struggle. Yeah, the, <laughs> la- the lack of my memory is going, but um, okay. Mobile Suit Gundam 0079 was the first series that we reviewed yep. during Amuro Ray. Correct. Um, oh shit, we gotta name the main character. Then we then we sped forward to Char's counterattack. <laughs> um, after that, Zeta Gundam. After that, Double Zeta. Followed by War in the Pocket, and finally Stardust Memory was the most recent entry. <laughs> well, um, you, you did some stuff good. <laughs> all of that, like I don't think I, I don't think I like, I don't think I made up any like. Yeah, those are all real like, things that we've talked about at least. Dude, this, su- this sucks. <laughs> all right, Chris, Christian, what do you have? Okay, all right, Mobile Suit. Gundam 0079, obviously the first one. The followed by Zeta, the sophomore hit. Then Double Zeta, the abused stepchild. <laughs> and then uh, I'm not sure about this one, but I think it's F Gundam after this. I could be wrong. Oh my god. And then Shar's counterattack, War in the Pocket, and Stardust Memory. Okay, not not fully correct, but you're you're pretty good there. Alex, what do you have? Okay, I have a uh, seventy nine uh-huh. Zeta, double Zeta, Charles counterattack. Uh, then it would have been F ninety one, but I did not write that down. Okay. Uh, then I had Iron Blood Orphans. I think it's I was thinking of Warren Pocket when I said Iron Blood Orphans. Okay. And then Hathaway. I know Hathaway is wrong, but I just kept singing Hathaway. And mm-hmm. then uh, Stardust Memory, and then Victory. Hathaway. Okay. So uh, the actual order, and I'm going off the dome here. So uh, yeah, feel free to correct me, or we can argue about I this. I trust but your dome. Uh, 79, Zeta, double Zeta, Shar's counterattack. 
Because okay. remember, Shark's counterattack was postponed due to double Zeta getting greenlit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah then yeah. it was War in the Pocket, then F91, then Stardust then Memory, Stardust. Uh, then Victory Gundam. Hathaway's Flash we did talk about at some point, but I wasn't counting that because that, that was a bonus episode because it's not canonical like uh, in release works that came out. Uh, so to be honest, I, I'm going to give a point to Alex on that one. I think Alex had the order correct the longest. I was not that far off, okay? you Well, you did put Char's counterattack. As the second <laughs> one. Char wasn't the first one, so he very well could have had his counterattack afterwards. Actually, I'm gonna, I'll give a point to both Alex and Christian. I feel like you all got about the same amount, right? So uh, one point yeah. each for you two. And we should probably just like give one to Simon. Oh. Too. Like, no, if, no, Simon, <laughs> hey, Simon, you got the second one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I this isn't you. for you. I love you, Simon. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, second... Splash. Uh. Yeah, that one didn't count though. I wasn't. I wasn't even taking that in consideration because that wasn't an official. Uh, we even have we haven't officially covered that yet. Yeah. And also, we that, came, that, that comes, comes out way. It came out like what, like two years ago or something. Came out there like, less than a year ago. So. Yeah, so I know that. <laughs> in, I think in like time of when it takes place, it takes place somewhere around those ones, but. It, does, uh, it wasn't released. It actually would it was, be really close to Victory Gundam, or okay. closer. But yeah, it is. It is you. You see. Uh, but let's move on to the second question. The second question is: What's the name of the ship that they live on in Zero Zero Seventy Nine? Ah, that's a good one. It's racist. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm only giving you all like 15 seconds here. Oh. All right, Christian. What do you have written down? White base. One point to Christian. Alex? White hyphen base. I'll take it. White base. <laughs> and Simon? White base. Hell yeah. One point each. Keep track of your own points, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So two and for honesty, Christian, everybody. two for Alex, one for Simon. All right, third question. Question number three. What is the name of the location of the final battle in 0079? Oh, damn it. Oh, I fucking... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, I know I'm gonna get it wrong because of victory now, but Dude, these names are insane. <laughs> you shouldn't remember this shit. The fact that I know this is indicative of an issue that I have. I think I got it. Oh, it's gonna be kill. I, I, I feel like I'll I'll say it, but it'll be the wrong fucking word. All right, it'll be Simon, close, what, Simon, what do you have, Simon? Uh, I don't know what it's called, but I think it was the one in the Amazon rainforest. Incorrect. Damn. <laughs> Alex, what do you have? I have side two. I know that's not right, but... Aboaku. Christian got it right. Aboaku. Yeah. That was that, like, weird asteroid. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so one point to Christian on that. <laughs> from what colony does Amaro Ray come from? Ooh, I think. I'm pretty sure I, I know. Okay. Alex, what do you have? Uh, is it something seven? I know, I think it's like side seven. I know what seven was in the name of the base he's from. Simon? I wrote down side seven. Christian? Oh, side two. I believe it's side seven. Oh. Yeah. Again, I did not write this down, so I'll fact check this actually during the next uh, 
question. But I believe Alex and Simon both get a point for that. Next question. Which Gundam series had the character Paptimus Sirocco? Hashtag Sicario. Oh. oh Amaro like Ray is in fact from side seven. The points yeah. stand. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Christian? Paptimus? Where's our, where's our guy from? Paptimus. Uh, my boy Paptimus is from Zeta. Alex, what do you got? I got that Zeta as well. And Simon? I got I wrote down single Zeta. Perfect. Points all around. Good job, y'all. And the next question, also from Zeta, what okay. is the fake name that Shar gives himself in the uh, series oh, Zeta Gundam? Fuck. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> This is infuriating. I like know exactly what the character model looks it's like. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can like see his torn <laughs> sleeves from here. <laughs> and the it's, this is so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simon, what you got? I don't know. No, no, no I don't answer. know. I I wrote down Red Comet, but I know that's the other people gave him that name. Yeah. Alex, do you know? I have n not the faintest idea <laughs> at all. You looked so confident. I thought no, you I, knew. I, no, that was that was a <laughs> face of total just giving up yeah. on a moment. You have such a good poker face. They were squirming. No, and you I just was looked, confident. Yeah, you looked calm and not knowing the answer. <laughs> oh yeah, Alex is like, I'm not gonna like put any more <laughs> mental energy into this. Like, <laughs> like when you're losing Settlers of Catan and you just like stop giving a shit. You're just like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Well, that roll, I don't put the robber on roll. me. You like I give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Take my break. Yeah, I don't, I don't give care. a shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna win. I'm, uh, like I'm not gonna win. Le like I just can't. Legally, <laughs> legally I cannot win. <laughs> legally, uh, Christian, any uh, idea? Man, just throw, throw like... something at the wall. Uh, uh, quad quad troll. Oh, oh my fuck! god, Christian, you are so smart with the square thing. Your mind works in a beautiful way. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Right? Am I right? Wow, that was an insane display of the human mind. Did wow. Well, oh my God, Christian. I, I, I require first and last name because arguably I say Quattro his last Bagina. name is more, more rememberable. Did What's I get it? it? Quattro Qua Bagina? Yeah, that's a, that's his name. Oh my God. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh my God. All right, uh, Alex and Simon, do we give it to Christian? Give him that point. Yeah, He'd never yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact, yeah. like, he, okay, yeah, because he fucking like foreshadowed with like quattro, like how, like quattro. <laughs> I like, don't know, like, like with a square, like that's wild. That's so wild. Square. All right, one more point to Christian, uh, and let's move on to the next question. In our fan favorite series, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta, there's a character named Chara Soon. What color hair does Chara Soon have? Easy clap. Oh, not for me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Pretty easy when you have a fucking, like, 
what are they called? Big heads or whatever? Like the big stickers yeah. of like Peyton Manning? You can't yeah, bad have a, <laughs> yeah. a Charleston fat head. <laughs> oh, I know this one. Oh wait. Ah, trick question. <laughs> Ch trick question. She's bald. <laughs> trick question. Her head got chopped off in episode one. Okay. okay, this is gonna be embarrassing if I get it wrong because I'm I'm pretty confident. All right, Simon, you're you're pretty confident. Let's let's hear it. I could be mixing my Gundam baddies. I say pink. All right, Ooh. Alex. Alex, what do I you said, think? I said black. All right, nah. Christian. Nah, my girl, my girl. She got two colors going on. She got the red and the yellow. Right. Oh, Wait, yeah. oh my God. Char I know. Yeah, yeah. Chara soon has McDonald's fucking hair. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. of who's the pink-haired person um, in all of that. Ooh, um, that's Queen uh, Haman Khan. Um, yeah, Haman Khan. Khan. Yeah. That was who I had in my head. I, I misremembered Chara soon. But credit where credit is due. Yeah. But... All right. Uh, just four more questions. We'll go through these pretty quickly. Uh, what's all the right. name of the character um, who Quest kills? In Shar's counterattack. Oh man, she thing. was great, and I can't remember her name. A couple of hints: she is kind of the love interest of Amuro. Maybe, maybe not. Eesh. Oh man, she's the one who has that psycho frame with her, which causes all that shit to happen at the end. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, ask Alex. What do, you, what, do you I, it, what do you got? It's on this? the tip of my tongue. I don't know. I, as soon as you say it, I'm going to instantly remember. Uh, that was a stupid sentence. I don't remember, but it's on the tip of my tongue. All right. Simon? Um, I don't know, but just to flex my Gundam, like the fact that I like pay some fucking attention to the characters, I'm going to say four. No. Oh. No, not four. But I remember but that, four. That's a good character. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a, a good character, character right? Quest kills four. his character. Quest kills yeah. his character. Yeah, yeah. In his... in the hit movie Shars Counterattack, Christian, any idea? They were four core, weren't they? Though, uh, similar facial structure, I'll say. In similar similar haircut, although different hair color. Yeah, yeah. Christian, any guesses? Four core. Oh man, I. I can't remember. I feel like it's like a fairly benign name. Yeah, it's Chan. Oh, I had Kim. Uh... I had Kim. <laughs> but it, yeah, Chan. Chan. Yeah. Man, okay, zero points on that one. Oh, All right, next question. This is a uh, a name which should never like be removed from my brain from the uh, two episodes that we did for More in the Pocket. Uh, the UC Times, but what is the name of the Xeon team from War in the Pocket? Oh, man, I don't remember. I've said this name so many times in, the, in those episodes. I should remember this factoid. Simon, any ideas? The Blue Desert Boys. <laughs> Not quite, but I love I love the Blue Desert Boys from Double Zeta. Them Duke Boys. Uh, Alex, any guesses? I have not seen this show yet, so <laughs> I'm gonna take a, a totally shot on the dark and go Scarletarian Red. Ooh, I like that name, but not right. Uh, <laughs> Christian, any any guess? The Six Nine Mafia team. 
Epic, bro. <laughs> yeah. The sex havers. The sex havers. <laughs> uh, no, this was the, the Cyclops team. Oh, ah, the Cyclops dude. team. Come on. It just like it makes sense when you say it. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound like it's from the show. It sounds like something that like you made up. <laughs> I know. I feel like these questions are perfectly like just outside of your brain. You know what I mean? You did a really good job. They're like, at, all of them feel very fair that like we should know They're them. very much within reach. It's just, yeah. oh my God. Because I feel like depending yeah. on the, like some of these I had to just kind of think about for a couple minutes before I remember the answer. Yeah. Uh, two more. We'll go really quick. Uh, cool. What is the name of the main pilot in the movie F91? I know this one. Very memorable name, but easy to forget. <laughs> <laughs> and you will be really upset at yourself, Simon, if you don't remember it. I don't. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. I like... <laughs> What if we say the name, but it's oh, like slightly? Oh, wrong. fuck you all! <laughs> okay, <laughs> come to me first, Michael. All right, Simon, what do you got, bud? Judo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. All right, <laughs> Alex. Alex, any guesses? <laughs> Max power. <laughs> That's Max power. Surprisingly closer than judo. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Christian, please tell me you know this. It's a uh, C book. Yeah, C book Arno. Yay. What's judo from? Double Zeta. Double Zeta. Yeah. I was struggling to remember his name. I was like, oh yeah, this one is. <laughs> yeah. Last uh, one. Last question. Uh, what is the name of the main bad guy from Stardust Memory? We just watch the show oh. you should know this does anyone want the like a hint of the like at a first initial yeah yes. yeah, 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 Start, yeah it starts with a <gasps> and his last name starts with g nope still not working ashton goodger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep you got it right ashton ashton goodger gooker gooker mr gooker abe clinkin Does anyone have a good guess, or should I just tell you the answer? Was it like <laughs> Russian? Was it like a Russian name? Not Russian. One more hit. I wouldn't categorize it as Russian. Alex, what was I your would, guess? Alan something, because I've never met a good Alan. Like, that's, that's a good <laughs> Alan. Name. Wow. <laughs> really? Wow. Shots fired Dang. at every Alan. I can't For even all the Alans listening out there? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm trying to remember Al- Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember any Alans from high school, but I, I can't remember their names but shots fired at them um christian any guesses here Mm-mm, no no i'm off right. on this one this one is anaval gato anaval gato gato the hotto yeah yeah hot guy uh, i do think there's an yeah. alan in the show uh, alex but i don't i don't remember who maybe all right what's your point total yeah what's your point total i got four i got four i got four i'm sitting at a solid four 
Oh, I got three. <laughs> how many? How many questions were there? There were, I think, eleven. We all failed. <laughs> I got the first, like the first five. I got four of the first five right, and then just nothing after that. I mean, that makes sense though, because you didn't, you didn't talk about or watch. Yeah, Alex has an excuse. Three things or two. Yeah, three yeah. things. Uh, you did really uh, well, despite that. Yeah. Yeah, Christian and I do not have an excuse. I mean, no, these are don't. all like. I should have uh, remembered. Annabelle Gatto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I should remember the fucking the main character of um Stardust Memory. Do you want me do you want me to throw out a tiebreaker for you and uh Alex? Christian Off Alex? the dome. Let's do it. Off the dome. Um Alright, uh what's the name of the character from 0079 who married Bright Noah? Oh good question. Bravo. Wait, no 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 no. It's not. Oh god. Is it? Don't say it out loud. Alright, Alex, what do you have? It's Mirai. Oh, I was gonna say my. That goes to Alex. Uh, Alex, Alex that goes to Alex. Alex yeah. gets it. Alex gets it. Like, I couldn't remember what Mirai was. I was like, it's like, the, oh, the person he was cheating with. Oh, that person in double was. Zeta. What was that person's name? That was. Um... Did he ever cheat? Or did he get close to cheating? Ooh, I think she may have kissed him. but it, it there was... Was some, He was emotionally there cheating. Was emotional 100%. Cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they did. Yeah, they did kiss. I'm pretty sure. I think they kissed. I don't know if. I think like maybe she kissed him. Like, yeah, I don't and think then she died like right kiss. afterwards. But, yeah, but he, he let it happen. And then he. Uh, he then resigned, I think, from the uh, the the ship. What's the name of the ship in Double Zeta? Is that um? Oh shit! Fuck I, I know. With an A. Albion is I, that the Albion? No, the Al- Albion's Albion. In... The Albion. Are you sure? Memory. Are See, you I don't know sure? anything either. <laughs> no, Al- Albion. Albion is a uh, Stardust Memories. Yeah. I've also watched a bunch of really crappy anime recently that have all have giant like flying ships. So yeah, they're all blend together for me. I mean, these were very. Uh, the one question that I was disappointed on you all with is, what color hair does Char soon have? Hey, I yeah. got that right. I got that right. <laughs> I got that right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't... I think I was thinking I think of a I'm different gonna character. Go down a, but... I'm gonna turn a new leaf and I'm gonna pay attention this, <laughs> this, this season. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I'll do. A, I'll do another quiz at the end of victory. <laughs> Everybody, everybody study Dang. up. <laughs> I should have done what? I'll make a flashcard set. Maybe I should cut this from the podcast because it's like, yeah, at this, this point, is, why this listen to us? credits us, us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let, let's, get it, let's get into the meat of things, y'all. Let's uh, do it. Today, we are starting our, our journey. We're back on, uh, back on track here, and we're going to talk about Victory Gundam. Uh, Victory Gundam was released in 1993 and 1994, and it consists of 51 episodes within the Universal Century timeline. The story takes place in UC-153, which is 30 years after the Crossbones Vanguard conflict in F-91. So this kind of fits in the timeline at the furthest place we've ever been. So this is as far from the beginning of the story as as we've ever been. So this takes uh, place 74 years after the one-year war and 60 years after Shar's counterattack. And then uh, it's actually 48 years after the events of Hathaway's Flash. So this oh, is wow. like, pretty far in the future. Uh, this is Tomino's last Gundam series for six years, 
until he returns with Turn A Gundam uh, in 1999. Oh. Um, I was wondering, Christian, would you be able to set up kind of the general background of the story in the universe and kind of where we're at right now with the story? Yeah, so um, it's 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 pretty familiar, right? Uh, you know, with regard to all the other series that we watched so far. So um, the Zanskar Empire, which is like basically another iteration of the... Um... Zion. Zion. <laughs> Zion? Zion. 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 They're like another version of uh, Zion kind of going about there. And they are, you know, the, the Earth Federation's on its heels and they are on their way to conquering Earth uh, because they don't want Earth to be polluted anymore, right? Um, so they're kind of the dominant military force in this time period. And that's yeah, where we're at. And then there's a there's a tiny rebel group that's trying to inspire the Earth Federation get off its ass and start fighting back. And it's called the League Military. And that's where we find our main character. Yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting because I don't know, I think about this all the time when watching the earlier cuz you know, like with Hathaway's Flash, Shars Counterattack and all that, it's uh, a lot of characters their whole basis of, you know, what their ethos is like I want to get everybody to leave Earth. And a lot of times mm -hmm. those are seen as the bad guys or the extremists in the show, but it's interesting to like see this far into the future because we see eventually like people listened or you know something happened that actually eventually made people leave earth to let it re like rehabilitate and kind of become what what they want it to be nice and healthy so it's just kind of an interesting we like thing to see into the future and now we see like the reverse where now people are like hey it's fine now let's go back and fuck it up again i guess <laughs> so again people um you know not quite on the same page about what to do with earth um, but as far as uh, kind of like the perception of the show, um, it doesn't seem like I think this is kind of like seems similar to me as Double Zeta as far as what people think of it, because mm. this never received an English dub as far as I know. And it doesn't seem to be that popular, especially with uh, Western audiences. So uh, going into it, I'm kind of, you know not really sure what we're going to get but kind of hopeful because that's how we felt about double zeta what, what well do you is this think? around the time that um like shows like gi joe and like power rangers started to become popular in like the u.s because this was very reminiscent more than any of the ones that we've watched to like an american action cartoon made for like children um, yeah. which I mean would be a big reason why, or like, I don't know if Transformers ever got like an animated series in the nineties, but I feel like the nineties mm -hmm. is where I imagine all of those, uh, like what, like American shows originating from, like, what's the other one with the skeleton gentleman with the hood? He-Man. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He-Man too, is I put in that category. And those probably all came from like the early nineties. Yeah. I think, but... um... I think that a, a bigger from what I read and again, Victory Gundam has probably the least amount of information about it online in English, uh, as far mm -hmm. as like research goes for me that like I had a hard time finding a lot of information on it. Right. Um, but from what I can tell, it's uh, at this point, like the models and the toys, it kind of started to become a bigger influ like influence on 
what they're doing with the anime. So I think that Tomino kind of set out with this one to do more of a childlike um, anime, less like kind of similar to what he's doing Double Zeta, where he's like trying to make it more for children, to make it more mm. friendly to children. And then he kind of doesn't quite follow through with that, <laughs> which yeah. is interesting. In, in some ways, yes. In some got... ways, no. Like he he kind of like dances yeah. on this line, Alex. Okay, if this is a if this is a show for children, you do not know what a fucking child is. <laughs> the show is Gundam PTSD. Like this is a not okay segment with yeah. Alex. But you can you can see like you can see like the the little bits of like trying to make it more like child friendly or like even no, like there's... merch friendly because there's like a dog. Yeah, the like, whole Shakti like yeah Shakti um, part of it is very like. I don't know, like what's Haro and the dog and the baby up to? Like, <laughs> no, like, was, like which was, like all they're always just getting shot at and like you know being traumatized. So it's like it's not anything particularly childlike. But there was a Reddit thread I put I sent to you all a couple weeks ago when we first started watching this, talking about like rearranging the first couple episodes of Watch Order oh, yeah. because it like introduces it introduces Victory Gundam and it makes zero sense and like like. Like after watching these and kind of, I totally get that. It was, it felt very much like episode one was the product placement. Be like, look, Gundam is cool. And I was yeah. Kind of, yeah. I kind of, so we'll go ahead and kind of talk about episode one now and kind Ooh, of, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go through some of the, uh, the little points that happens here. But so yeah, ep- like, like Alex just said, episode one happens and it's almost like a cold open or something like it, it opens up with just like, our main character going about like fighting and it skips all of the shit that we're used to where it's like young man is challenged in some way goes through some sort of like trauma and has to like and then some step point, up yeah yeah he has to like man up and protect what's his by fighting in a mobile suit to protect his home or protect his family or what you know whatever they they've like kind of situation they put him in but episode one is just like, hey, this is Uso. He's chilling and he's fighting people already. And then like, there's a character and she's been shot or something in the leg. No explanation. Right. And then here's Shakti. <laughs> she has a baby. What's Shakti's relationship to Uso? We're not going to tell you. And I was kind of how like, old is Shakti? <laughs> we also don't know. Yeah. Of, hopefully, of childbearing age. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it gives like no background information i uh, to be honest with you i was like one of my notes when i started watching was like i'm really excited that we don't that we don't have the preamble of like all the bullshit that leads up to the story i was like let's just jump into it like let's enjoy that that wasn't the case because then it proceeds to painstakingly from episodes two through four kind of explain how we got to where we were in episode one um so what i think i'll do is i'll, I'll kind of go through the the gist of what happens in episode one and then very quickly go through episodes two through four. Cause to be honest yeah. with you, I, I cannot be bothered with recapping no. those because they're it's pretty, just, it's they're uh... the magic does not start, start like happening with this show until episodes five and six. And, and so yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to get through it. So we'll, we'll just power through this real quick to kind of give a basis of the story. And I do kind of want to make sure that we we do get the story down because I think you know we have a good amount of listeners who probably have never seen this show um, because it's, again it's not very popular um, as far as Gundam 
series go. So I do want to make sure that we do uh, do some sort of version of kind of explaining what's happening in the universe, although it is um, very confusing <laughs> it's, and diluted. It, it is so much happens in one episode of the show. <laughs> also, like two episode two, three, four's credit, like there are some like hilarious scenes. Like yes. I think like because Tomino is trying to make this for children, he unintentionally is like tapping into like some of the best comedy that I've seen in my entire life. Like I like <laughs> it the it is brave. I I um I'll call out a couple of specific scenes and okay. maybe y'all re- will remember but go yeah, ahead. I, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, start with episode 1. Start with episode 1. Yeah, I don't have any I don't have any specific comedic moments. So I'm really excited that you have those written down because yeah, there's yeah. some really great moments. That's all I like I tried to like summarize <laughs> it and like it, it's nice cuz I go through the moments and I like kind of like, "Oh, that's the episode, but it's just these notes are chaos." <laughs> All right, uh, episode one is called The White Mobile Suit. Uh, And episode one opens with our main protagonist piloting a stolen Bespa mobile suit. Again, Bespa is the name of, like, the bad guys, basically. Uh, It's the new Zeon, or kind of the new Zeon. Yellow Jackets. The Yellow Jackets, Bespas, or whatever their name is. Yellow Jackets is is a slur. Um, so our main protagonist is a kid named Uso Irwin, and he's helping protect the League Militaire, uh, which I'm just going to call the League, because uh, I can't be bothered. Uh, and it's an organization poised to defend the Earth sphere from invasion from the Zanscare Empire as Christian went over, a.k.a. Bespa, a.k.a. basically Zeon, a.k.a. Uh, like Crossbones, a.k.a. like Neo-Zeon, yeah. like every bad guy we've ever heard. It's kind of a similar situation. Um, Uso is with his friends, Shakti, Kareem, uh, Katayina. How do we want to pronounce that? Oh, I rewinded it from now on. You know, I mean, no, no, no. Katayina, I think is how they say it. Yeah, Katayina. Oh, yeah, Katayina. That's how they say it in Japanese or whatever. I mean, like they enunciate it much differently, but yeah, Katayina is good. Katayina loose. Uh, we meet a dog named Flanders, who's really cute. Uh, we meet oh, a Flanders. Ha- Flanders. <laughs> Flanders. Oh, what's the he up to? Oh. <laughs> we meet a Haro, and uh, we meet the crew of the League's Resistance, uh, who I'm not going to name them all. It's a lot of uh, older men and uh, <laughs> two older. Bernie Sanders looking at <laughs> Two Bernie Sanders looking <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. the, the League of Military is a bunch of Bernie Sanders and then yeah. uh, eventually some smoke show babes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, Bernie Sanders supporters. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the pilot of a new prototype mobile suit, uh, which looks like a Gundam, Marbe, is injured and Uso must pilot the Victory Gundam and attempt to save his friends and save the Resistance. He is able to use his innate skills uh, in the Gundam to defeat the enemy, uh, who is Lieutenant Chronicle Asher, uh, who is kind of similar to Char. He wears like a mask to protect his identity, but he has cool uh, McDonald's hair as well. Yeah, uh, his hair like is sweet. Ronald McDonald. Um, and he is a hotshot lieutenant in the Bespa Army. So episode uh, one ends with, uh, with Uso defeating uh, Chronicle Asher. Uh, in a a little battle, and then he leaves. We then proceed into episodes 2, 3, and 4. All of these are Shakti's memories and her, like, recollection of how they got into the situation. And Shakti is Uso's, like, longtime friend slash, like, maybe kind of sister slash 
I don't know really what I they think, are. I think she's like a close family friend because they're yeah. look they're both trying to find out what happened to their parents. So my guess at this point is that their parents were like super close such that they're like pretty much family yeah. and that's why they're together. <laughs> Their living situation is bizarre in that they just live in the middle of the forest in a hut in, like, yeah. seemingly, like, no, I don't know. Under a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, fucking sick. But... Do they live in the same hut or separate huts? I think the Ooh. same hut. Yeah. Separate rooms. <laughs> separate right, rooms. I feel uh, like it's it's more like a cottage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. a cottage. It's not a hut. It, it's vibes. It's cool. It is super vibes. Uh, and so, yeah, basically these episodes is Shakti reminiscing on how they got there, and Shakti is not super stoked on the situation. Um, Shakti seems to be, like, very pacifist, doesn't want to be involved in the war, doesn't, re- like, really hates Uso's involvement in particular uh, with any of the fighting, and obviously you don't want to see your friend, be like, be put in dangerous situations. So this is kind of like Shakti's uh, memories and kind of almost like, how did we get in this situation? How did we get here? Um, and so she kind of goes through the story. Uh, and so Uso and Shakti, they're both illegal immigrants living on Earth. Um, and they've been uh, split from their parents for some time. And they don't know where their parents are located anymore. Okay, can um, we talk about the illegal immigrant part for a second? Because that, like, that was mentioned quite a few times. Yep. But never address and just seems like kind of this ambiguous thing so are they illegal immigrants from space are they originally from colony i feel like i feel like the like yellow jackets just like don't want people living on earth so like if you're like if you're permanently settled on earth i like because i mean in a later episode they just like open fire on like you know just like these rando earth people like it seems like they're very easily able just to like antagonize anyone who lives on earth and probably gives them the label like oh you're here illegally and they they might have just like immigrated from like a like a city before it was like illegal to what, they, right it's just an interesting like, world building question fled into mm-hmm. the forest yeah because yeah. like in, in in the earth federation world what do national boundaries really mean although yeah, like, i didn't i didn't take it as uh nationalistic but rather right. they're legal immigrants on earth exactly that's what, so that's what i was I assuming was, as well think, yeah yeah again yeah like the show moves so quickly and it's hard to catch everything um that they throw at you but my interpretation of it and i'm not saying this is fact but just my interpretation was that um somebody like katayina is a legal immigrant to earth uh because she seems to come from wealth uh ah. and was probably like because i'm assuming based off of what we know about the universe the wealthy have re-inhabited Earth, but not allowed the working class or, you know, people of a certain type uh, of person. So my, my assumption is that somebody like Katarina is legally on Earth and uh, other people okay. are illegally on Earth. Yeah. Uh, maybe that makes like sense. stowaways or some shit like that. But I do think based off of kind of doing a little bit of research on uh, the characters just to like get a little background for this. I do think that we're going to find out more about their background, so maybe some of these questions will be answered. Later on. Um, yeah, but that mm. was my my interpretation of it. Mm, 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 mm. So, <laughs> we we are shown here how Uso becomes involved with the military and, and kind of starts his fighting career, uh, which was by complete accident, uh, because he was basically skydiving 
or yeah. base jumping. <laughs> like basically, just just floating around with a parachute. Just fucking around. Just just dicking around with a parachute. Shakti's losing her like losing her mind, just pissing her pants because he's doing weird shit. And uh, he basically gets tangled up and like stuck on a mobile suit that's being piloted by uh, Lieutenant Asher. Um, and this is a really funny introduction to to one of our pilots being, uh, you know, a mobile suit pilot. Because uh, could, could somebody explain this scene for me? Kind of what happens here? Oh, geez. That, a series of episodes is like, it's a blur. So much <laughs> yeah. happens. Okay, so he gets caught up on the mobile suit. And he's like flailing around, trying to hang on as best he can. Yeah, I think like hanging on the side of it. He's hanging on the cockpit. And eventually cuts his parachute off and doesn't like what happens after that? Like somehow he gets Chronicle out the mobile suit and yeah. gets in himself he... and starts flying around this lake. I think that maybe if I'm remembering remembering correctly, I think maybe his parachute gets tangled up in the camera. And so maybe Chronicle opens up his cockpit oh. to like see what's happening, and then Uso jumps in the cockpit. Okay, and they this... kind of get in like a wrestling match basically, and then he's able to kick Asher, uh, Chronicle Asher, out of the cockpit and into like the lake. Yeah. And at that point, now Uso's piloting a Bespa mobile suit. GTA Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's the I think it's the best way we've seen one of our protagonists get a yeah. mobile suit so far. Uh -oh. It's pretty fucking funny because he didn't even want to be in it. It just, <laughs> he just, he just got tang literally tangled. <laughs> um, oh man! And so that's how he gets a mobile suit. And I believe at that point he kind of fights off the other Vespa mobile suit. But then he just he just has a mobile suit and he's he doesn't like really know what to do with it. Uh, but somehow I think he figures out that Bespa is going to attack the nearby city of Wuwig. And in Wuwig is Katayina, who he has some sort of relationship with. And does anyone yeah, have an idea right. of their, like, what their relationship is? Like, how does, like, they almost seem like email, like, pen pals, like they're, like, instant messaging each other. Hmm. But it's not, I don't know, is it, like, is it fully explained how they know each other? No, it's not. I think they, no. that they have some sort of history that we have yet to learn about. Okay. Um, we, but we, we all know Uso's got, he's got a crush on the older girl. I feel like mm -hmm. it's like the kind of crush you have on a babysitter. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah. Like, That's a really good description. Older woman mm -hmm. kind of figure. Anyways, yeah. Uh, no, I, I think we're going to learn more as okay. the show goes on. Yeah, because... So yeah, I like that little babysitter uh, line because Uso in this is 13 years old, so he's actually yeah. our youngest ever uh, mobile suit pilot, which is he's wild. Young... Katie, that probably makes Katie you know, like 17 or 18, maybe is like what I would assume. I would guess 16. 16. If I had yeah, to guess, that could be about right. Yeah, 16, 17. Yeah. Uh, so basically, at this point, Uso has an enemy mobile suit. He goes to Wubig to try and protect uh, Katie, who he does protect and is able to uh, retreat from the battle with. And then in this kind of situation, I don't remember the exact order, but somehow they get kind of mixed up with another group of immigrant children who are also there. 
um, and kind of end up back with Marbay in the League Militaire at their base, uh, kind of working together to put together the new mobile suit and kind of defend themselves just to save everybody's life. Um, in the process of this, he defeats um, Chronicle Asher and defeats some other mobile suits and shows basically a lot of promise as a pilot for a child. Yeah. And since Marbay, Marbay, is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. Or Mar- she- they say Marbit in the, in the, in the show, but I call her Marbay. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with soft T. Since she's injured, basically, this is the ending of episode one. They entrust the Gundam to Uso, who then defends them in that final battle in episode one. So it's kind of just this, this like really slow retelling of how they got to that point. Uh, but is, is there any details that I missed there that you all wanted to bring up, Alex or Simon? No, I don't remember a whole lot of episode yeah. one, to be completely honest. I was very overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's seeing the first couple episodes. Yeah, you, you're thrown into the story with like no, no context yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Honest, I was like, I was, I felt like I was figuring out in real time, like episodes like two through four, who mm-hmm. all of the characters were. Like, cause yeah. they just, I don't know. I am bad at shows with like tons and tons of characters. And like this show gives like equal screen time. And like, all the, obviously, like Uso gets like the most screen time. But I mm-hmm. feel like it really does check in with like, checks in with the old men. It checks in with like, you know, what Marbay is doing. It checks in with um like Shakti and it like just jumps around so frequently. And like, is oh what's the um bad like the emo kid's name oh odello yeah odello is I love he introduced odello. in the first episode yet <laughs> yeah yeah like, he's just yeah. a resistance fighter he's like an illegal immigrant as well okay from, from the area and i think him and those other kids like also may have lost their families in the battle yeah because then there's the blonde dude yeah. too and like who the fuck yeah. is that and like the little girl like the redhead there are so many people to keep track of and they don't Um, really tell much about like their story or their names no they just fucking show up yeah they're just kind of like hard i mean like they're good characters i guess but they're we don't really know anything they mostly just scream when like things are (laughs) happening and it's like (laughs) oh no this is a distressful situation because there's eight children screaming i gotta like jumping on the machine gunner spot on the back they of were the like hog. yeah exactly they're like polishing bazookas <laughs> in like the downtime and it's like they're like, like at one point Usa like throws a gun at one and like bounces on the grid it's like i think he throws it at shock i'm like these people a couple did not times own where they're just like playing with rocket launchers yeah it's a it's very like they love that shit. Child soldier friendly. Yeah. Like it's not, but like, that's yeah. the kind of vibe I'm getting. It's like, everyone's a child soldier and we love them all and they all have fun. <laughs> okay. Did y'all not catch that line that Katsudina Luz has in the first episode where they're in Wuwig in the aftermath of the battle and there's a bunch of dead bodies everywhere and she's like, it's better this way or it's good that this happened <laughs> or something like that. Like, no, it's just something this. to the fact no. like all these people should have died. Because Whoa. I think that she's, I think she's might be, I don't know. I have my suspicions about her. She think seems she's to like be, agent, double agent, agent. Dude, I don't know, but she's like firstly, three layers deep. I don't know. Like she just comes from like a rich family, so I just feel like she's gonna get comfortable being a bad guy, just like living in luxury. Fucking Katagina like, bootlicker. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> she might be. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I think that that's like a good summation of how we got how we got to here. At least I think <laughs> record it, <it's> scratch. A, <laughs> I think it's a good summation of like 
how much information we were able to understand from the first yeah. four episodes. I don't know but, if I've learned anything from the show though. It's just like be patient. Like exactly. You, like you don't like you don't need to pay attention to some of the characters. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it really heats up. By the end of episode twelve, you know, by the time we got to the end of of this block, I felt like I knew most of what was happening. Like, yes. Yeah. At this point, at episode four, I'm like, there's just so much happening. Mm-hmm. Christian, why don't, why don't you take us into episode five, baby? Episode five. Let me tell y'all about episode five. Tell oh wait, before we move on it. to episode five, can I ask y'all a question? Because mm-hmm. there was a critical piece of information revealed in episode somewhere in episode one through four that I think okay. that we should not forget. All right. So, what's the baby's name? Do we all know the baby's name? Yes. Carlman. Carlman. Yeah. Carl. <laughs> Short for Carlman. Yeah, and follow up on that, Simon. What do you feel about the baby? Oh, I like. Yeah, I hey. knew y'all were gonna bring this I, up, but every I would, time I, I have it written down in my notes, ask Simon about baby. I just like can't deal with. I don't know. I am very happy that I have no children of my own. Um, but yeah, I the baby the baby's fine when it's not screaming. But I, I feel I sound like a parent. Like the baby's fine when it's not screaming, but. <laughs> Um, be patient with the baby. It's a really rewarding experience watching the baby grow up throughout the episodes. Yeah, but anyway, you can move on to episode five, Gorgonzola. I, okay, one thing I do want to say before we move on past the baby <laughs> is that this baby is fucking off-brand baby from F91 whose mom gets clocked by yes. that shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically pulled the same fucking shit with this baby. Yeah, same exact thing. Same in the same Battle thing. of Wu And I'm like, we already saw this. Good job, Tomino. We already saw this trick. Also, uh, do you see how this baby is adhered to Shakti? It's yes. like fucking like three pieces of string. Like it's like Wild. this baby should not be here. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm glad it is. I don't want a baby to die on this show. But, you know, but, Carl, Carl hangs in there, man. He hangs in there. You know, he's yeah. pissing and shitting everywhere. But you know, <laughs> Shakti takes Carl he's off her back for one episode. It's like, oh my god, Carl, <laughs> my back is covered in piss and shit. Yeah. Also. <laughs> This okay, epi- in the be- like this begins Uso's journey. This begins Uso's journey. No, 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 this is a good this is a transition episode five of not killing anyone. The ways in which he dodges killing people yeah. is funny as fuck. Like he just like I think in one of the episodes he like tackles a plane instead of like shooting it down. He's just like, Oh, I gotta like I can't kill this person, I gotta tackle it, ground it, and then keep going. It's and just like like punches and kicks motherfuckers too. He does the most precise shots too. He's like, Okay, if I disable the engine, then I like then it will just like go down slowly and the pilot will be able like safely be able to escape. Is but, he like okay. Is he flexing on everyone? Is he just like low key be like? Oh, he's like point scoping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Anyways, okay. This episode, Godzilla no Hagaki, Godzilla's Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. Say it three times fast. Godzilla's counterattack, which is so it's just like off brand. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is a Godzilla, anyways? Okay. (laughs) Oh my God! There's Ow. Godzilla coming. <laughs> He's gonna step on all my crops. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So everyone's like, "What the fuck? A child is piloting the Gundam? Like what?" And Shakti wanders off for God knows what with Baby Carlman. 
And this uh, lieutenant guy, he's pissed because of Captain Sabat getting killed in the last episode. So he steals the Godzorla to go get some revenge. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, our boy uh, Lieutenant uh, Chronicle Asher sneaks into the factory. Okay. And so he like also signals off like, here's the secret League military base, you know, come get him. And so Uso gets out there, you know, claps some bodies. And then uh, in the ensuing battle, uh, Godzorla gets taken out and Mr. Tan is captured. Um, Victory gonna take some damage. And so now the lead military is like, shoot, we gotta pick up and move on because they've, you know, they figured out where we're at. Um, while Shakti is running through the base and things are falling apart, she runs into Chronicle, um, you know, as a disguise in his in disguise, so she doesn't know that he's a uh, part of the Vespa. Um, so convoy. Takes off to get out there. Okay? And that, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much what happened in the episode. This is Did I miss anything, exploring, Michael? Anything like, important? How uh, modular of damage you can do to the Victory Gundam. Because they just, like... Is this the one where, like, the arm or the leg gets shot off? That's, like, the whole crux of this fucking show. It's just, like... <laughs> how, like... I don't know. And which it makes sense cuz it like breaks apart and that's like the main um piece of it, but it's a very interesting reoccurring theme of just like as long as it doesn't completely get destroyed, then mm-hmm. we'll be okay. But like it's whole like bottom legs can get chopped off in this episode <laughs> and then like the arms can get chopped off in this episode and then it's fine. Yeah, speaking of it missing limbs, can we also like what we did not address is what they call the different parts of the Gundam when boots. it's like not separate boots. The yes, boots. the legs of the boots. It's the best <laughs> name ever for it, and I just need to address the boots. The boots, and they have multiple boots. Like they don't yeah. just have like one set of legs. They it's got just, like three or oh, four. You missed, you, you missed the first launching. We'll send up the second one. No big deal. I mean. This show is almost as much about midair conversions as but they never say, was. They don't say midair conversions. They say no. fucking docking. It's all yeah, about docking, docking and undocking. It's like if if the they cowards, knew. if only they knew. Uh, okay, so back in my generation, if we're Mormons <laughs> and we know what, no, Christian, I know <laughs> no. exactly where you're going. I know. I have been since moving to this fucking state. Everybody's like, Simon, Simon. you're from Utah. Do you know about docking? Like, no. <laughs> Continue. Finish Wait. the bit, coward. Okay. What's the difference between docking and soaking? <laughs> They're not the same thing. No, uh, explain it to me. I don't oh, know. Isn't is is docking when like your friend is pushing? No, the I don't. Up, I, I like. Oh, I think it's a... UrbanDictionary.com just defines docking as when your league military sends three different yeah. pieces of equipment up into the sky and you have to join them together to form that's a Gundam. That's what the Mormons That's what Urban Dictionary says. Yeah. So that would be like a threesome yeah. for Mormons? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but with more a... robots. 
the uh, the main bad guy in this show in this episode's name is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Tan. <laughs> also, opioids. Opioids were an epidemic, and even Gary is addicted to opioids in this show. Gary's like, "Fucking get me some painkillers, motherfucker!" Yeah, he's abusing. Good job, good job, everybody. Great episode. Great episode. <laughs> <laughs> the only note I have for this one is Gorgonzola. Like I, like, <laughs> I like nothing else to top that. As I was watching the episode, I looked down on my phone and I was like, "No, it's not as important as this." Simon, you're just looking at your shopping list. Yeah, wait. The next one's oh. about like celery or something. Wait, is... <laughs> this is the episode when uh, Uo says probably the best insult ever, right? You cat or fox I think. He calls he calls someone he's fighting you cat or fox I think. I thought it was this episode. It's the best insult. I did not it's one of the catch that. few things no, I have I written down. Either. Yes, it's I'll find the clip and it's just I guess you won't I'll post a screenshot of yeah, it yeah. on Instagram because the clip's in Japanese, so it won't do anything good for you. But yeah, it just it was I don't I still don't understand like that insult and it's just so wonderful. I mean <laughs> It must like, mean something somewhere. The <laughs> callback to Gato. It's like Uso is very well versed in the Gundam verse. Uh, let's talk about episode six called A Fighter's six. Glory. Fighter's Glory. The realities of war are turned up to 11 for Uso. He battles above the Allies' encampment against three members of Bespa Yellow Jacket team uh, while getting support from the ground. While the battle rages on, Karina and Count Wen are kidnapped by Chronicle Asher. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, at gunpoint. Uh, Uso is able to defeat one of the Bespa team, but the other two flee the area. After the battle, Shakti, stunned by the transformation of Uso, leaves the base and heads home, and she leaves a note for Uso, letting him know that she's gone. Uh, while on the hunt for Karina, Uso runs into the last remaining member of the Bespa team, and defeats him in battle. The pilot then kills himself by detonating a grenade in his oh, hand yeah. because he's filled with shame for the oh loss my God. and the fact that this child was drawn into war. Okay. The fucking explosions in this show, though. Oh, good. Okay. Qu- question for everybody. How does suicide by grenade rank against the most brutal death that we've seen in Gundam? <laughs> What's the most brutal death that you remember from the this? Gundam? This is absolutely the most brutal because he just straight blows himself up in front of a 13 year old kid who has no business being in war. Well, he's, he's so upset point, about it. He's so upset about a child being like, there that he blows himself up in front of a child. It's it's fucked it's, up. It's fu- he's fucked this up. This kid is so gonna see levels. some fucked up shit. <laughs> I'm like at this point, like, he hasn't killed anyone, and then this dude just. Kills himself in front. Like not even just like kills himself. He explodes himself. It was a different degree. This does of not compare to death. the mall inception death though of that woman just falling into like. Remember from what season was it where the woman just like falls off? She like just first walks season off. That is from that's episode you ten know what I'm talking and Gundam zero zero seventy nine. Yes, she jumps. It? Well, she walks off the edge. It was a. Uh, What's his face? His fiance. Yeah, yeah. It was Garma's fiance. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cecilia or something like that. Yeah, Cecily or Cecilia or something. That was a pretty brutal death. That was you brutal. Saw yeah. her body. You yeah. saw her body hit the, the ground. The brutal Dude. ones I can remember. It's I think of 
the lady with who gets hit by the shell uh, in, oh. 90, <laughs> yeah. in F91. That, that's like that pretty fucked. fucking brutal. That was fucked. Um, I think of Paptimish, uh Sirocco at yep. the end of Zeta when he gets yeah. rammed in by the Zeta Gundam. Um, I think about um, the lady. Is it? Lady Cassilia, when Char fucking yeah, Char bazookas her right to the chest, right to the goddamn face. face? Yeah, Yeah. bazooka shell straight to the face. You see her blow up too, like for a second. It's I think I think this one is the worst because every other death, it's like at least the people who are witnessing the death, yeah, at least have been in war enough to know what death is. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I guess yeah, this true. is the most traumatic well, death. Maybe not the most brutal. I think death. it's brutal because it's just like suicide by grenade. I don't like. It, it's just very brutal. I don't. I don't know what to say. It's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually watched that scene a few times to figure out like what the fuck happened. I actually liked his character. I like. I thought we were. I thought he was going to stick around for a little bit longer. But <laughs> well, the guy who killed, who killed his other two comrades and then blew himself up. Yeah, we didn't mention that before. But yeah, he did kill the other two for fucking up. So. <laughs> Oh man! I, I mean, I liked it whenever he killed the guy for like basically being a predator uh, to Katarina. Oh yeah, yeah, that uh, was cool. I respect but I that. did think it was funny when Simon said that Uso is finding ways out of killing people. Like this is one of those ways where like, like Uso should have had to kill this guy, but instead somehow this guy just ended up killing himself. <laughs> like, it, it makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> Uh, I think Uso is still his KD. He's got zero kills up until episode twelve. <laughs> so like, technically, uh, I don't have anything else for episode six. So uh, let's take a just a very quick break, and then we'll be back with episodes seven through twelve. See y'all on the other side. <laughs> Episode seven, the sound of the guillotine. Um, so we got some crazy motorcycles in this episode, y'all. Get, <laughs> get ready, okay? I don't know if you can call them that, but that's pretty much what they are. So the the Guitaro team, which is the motorcycle team, are on the hunt for the League Militaire uh, convoy. Um, meanwhile, our boy Chronic Chronicle Asher. Uh, delivers um, Count. What was his name? I have uh, Win. Win. Count Win. Uh, and Katagina to the leader of the Lagrange uh, base, Fuel uh, Griffin. She's the she's the hottie with the purple hair. So uh, Uso Wait, what's worried her, about what's her name again, Christian? Fuala. Fuala Griffin. Fuala. 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 Uh, um. So Usu Oso's worried about Shakti. He heads back to Casarelli to check on her. And uh meanwhile, the guitar team finds the convoy. Uh, but Marbit Bay uh 
goes to the rescue. Uso rendezvous with Marbit and is able to put the victory Gundam to twerk, fending off the Guitarl team and the Kisarolia team descending from space. I mean, um, like, the bottom does detach. <laughs> so, it is capable of twerking. It definitely could. It definitely could twerk. Yeah. Just the boots. Just you have to, like, dock shaking. and undock extremely quickly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, my questions for you all. Is Pippendin a top or a bottom? Are we going to address the name Pippendin, too? Are we going to... Do we need to can we talk about it? Can we talk about Let's talk about you, the the hair? Let's talk about the hair. You all realize You know what Pippendin is? You realize what it is? I think it's a cousin uh, Michael's cousin, right? It is the combination of the two words Pippin and Biden. That's <laughs> 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 oh, so, so all I can see when I see it. Yeah. Also, to answer your question, he is a bottom. Bottom. I'm kind of getting... powerful men are bottom vibes. This is a fact. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with being a bottom. Nothing wrong with being a bottom. Um, okay. If okay, back to our discussion earlier. If you were Uso, would you spend time slash effort sparing your enemies' lives, or do you just body them? <sighs> if you had I his mean... skill. Are you just as good as him? You have the choice to, you know, figure out ways to neutralize people. But... I mean, these battles are unique because it's... I mean, like, I don't know. Uso's whole reason for not killing people makes complete sense to me, given that he's 13 years old and, like, doesn't understand mortality, so he doesn't want to fuck with it, really. But, like, I don't know. Gundam combat's weird because it's, like, very... um separate from like it's not like you're shooting someone it's like you're shooting a big robot and then it explodes right but i don't know if i was Uso, i'd keep doing his thing he's like able to hit some fucking insane shots to like just disable a lot of things and i don't know also yeah meander is way out of like having other people kill them for him which like apparently is like clean conscience for him but right <laughs> i don't think you can call that clean conscience for him you like yeah there's a couple like... times where he's just like chooses not to shoot someone and then someone shoots also okay if you are in possession of a firearm as big as these weapons that they're firing like fire with intention because Uso is unloading on these people, but like, what is he shooting at? Is he just like shooting at the sky? Because it's like only shows the clip of him this, like discharging Simon, his firearm. Yes, this brings up a very good point. This is something I've wanted to talk about. What happens to the beams that they're shooting <laughs> after go. they miss? They go, like, do they do they arc back down towards Earth like a regular bullet does, or do they just evaporate? I'm time? assuming they evaporate no, their energy. They keep Why? going like, in a linear Alex, path and never Alex, get destroyed. Like these distant planets are just getting be peppered or destroyed. Yeah, so it it be, it just becomes hotter. Like it heats. Yeah, like, the heat, heat evaporates. It. Oh, yeah. it just dissipates. Like, the energy yeah, just like, dissipates. Over if time. a Gundam like, fires it at a bathtub, it becomes a hot tub. That's as clear as I can put it. 
All right, we're going to get a physicist on the podcast to discuss. <laughs> I think they're like, oh, this water's so cold. <laughs> uh, last question for this episode. Simon, I need your take on the guitar team's sweet rides. Oh, um, they're very cool. They uh, remind me of Tron bikes. Yeah, um, and, they look a lot but- like that. I'm trying to think when they step out of them, I like paused and looked at the interior and there is not a lot of room in there. So I think they are extremely uncomfortable to operate because like the whole benefit of a motorcycle is that it's like the open air and the open road and like the wind going through your hair. But in these, they're just put inside these like little escape pods with wheels. Um, They look like death traps, too. (laughs) Yeah, there's no way that they're certified to go on a on a highway. Um but they're oh, very yeah. cool. They seem very dexterous. I like them. Um, plus, they're just like bright red, which is nice. Yeah. Like and Tomino read the Akira manga, I guess, and just yeah, exactly. <laughs> Had to get in on the action, baby. Oh, it'd be so cool if on the side of them it was just said like Honda or like what? What's yeah. the what is the Akira one? It like it has like brands on it. <laughs> uh, Nikon, I think. Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Tomino should have sold out much earlier. Hundred percent. But should we move on to episode eight? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um. All right. Wait does does that that uh episode ends with um uh Colonel Wynn getting decapitated? Yeah. Yeah. With the guillotine. Yeah. Oh shit. You're right. Uh, That's a big story point that I missed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the whole concept of the guillotine, it's like they just discovered what a guillotine is, and they're like, oh, my God, this is so scary. Let's put it in, like, this show. And they're in Paris when it happens. (laughs) Whoa, really? In front of Notre Dame. That actually, I think, is really interesting because it does, like, this has a very similar feel to F91, which is very much, I feel like, represents like a renaissance of like space noids, kind of in space, and it, it's kind of like they've taken on a more like less utilitarian version of themselves into more of like an artistic version. So like, oh. everything is like heightened to like renaissance style in F ninety one, and it feels very much like this in uh, Victory Gundam as well. So it almost like parallels like real life like like a time period where the guillotine would have been you know used in real life like in our universe versus this weird like renaissance period that they're having in the gundam timeline i was Uh, trying to figure out if like okay is tomino making some kind of interesting french revolution um references here Mm -hmm. like especially with the the guillotine the reign of terror if so, like does the Zanskar Empire represent represent the the uh, the sans culottes, the the uh, the extremist revolutionaries of the French Revolution, or do they mm. represent the? I don't know. I was it was interesting the fact that they were in Paris mm-hmm. with a guillotine. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't get more clear than that but i'm still trying to sort it out in my head no no, no. Cr- christian it's just it's just a show meant to sell cheap model toys like yeah, don't worry it's about not it. that deep bro yeah so, <laughs> like it's, it's simply just a child's show to, to sell action figures when the guillotine was going down <laughs> did you all think it would show the head getting chopped off because yeah. i was 50 50 up until the very I, end yeah i'm 50 50 but then it didn't 
They did. Oh, they cut bomb. away. They cut away a lot on them. Urgh, the cowards. Yeah. Cowards. I need some fucking man up. All right, episode eight. Fierce fight, attacking in waves. Uh, Uso awakens from a nightmare and decides to run away from the convoy with Shakti. Marbe catches, catches them and attempts to convince them to stay. However, Uso returns home instead. Uh, while away, Bespa launches an attack in an attempt to capture the Gundam. Uso sees the battle from his home and realizes that everyone will be killed, so he decides to return to the Gundam. Big surprise. <laughs> yeah. While, while he's away, Marbe attempts to pilot the Gundam and hold off Bespa forces. Um, but when Uso returns, uh, she gives over the Gundam to him and he's able to take out a couple of the mobile suits. However, he is cornered and detained uh, until out of nowhere, a white core fighter appears and drives the Bespa forces out. Um, let's see. <laughs> My big note from this episode is just that, like, I feel like the convoy has been going for, like, four episodes now. No, and you know what? Made it... It, they've made it, like, 300 feet from where they started. <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> At any moment, Uso and Shakti can just go home and then come back to the conference. Right. They've gone like three miles max. It's unhinged. It makes no sense. It's like Mad Max Fury Road. It's the exact yeah, same thing. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's so upsetting to me. It's so upsetting that like, they're able to go home and come back so quickly. I mean, they have the cool. The speeder bikes are so cool that they that's, ride. That, we we don't like, know how fast they actually go. They don't seem to go that fast. Yeah, especially the one that Shakti rides, the little like hoverboard <laughs> thing, like the scooter. Um, the only note I have from this episode is I was actually going to ask Simon what he thought about the little speeders. Oh, uh, no, yeah, that was, like, one of the first things that I wrote down. They're, I, I like how, like, delicate they look, you know? They're, like, not, they're not, there's a lot yeah. of big, bulky shapes in Gundam, but these ones have, like, these very delicate shapes. They're cool. I also I like, feel like that um, Flanders gets to ride on one. That's so cool. Yeah, that is so yeah. cool. Little doggy sidecar. Well, the... he doesn't have one, but they should put one on the little speeder bike. I saw something on YouTube. Some guy made something that looks exactly like that. Uh, what? That, the speeder that has the the fan in oh, the front the and the back. Big, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, they deep. don't they don't have a lot of wheels on their stuff on their shit because they also have that car that like hover car too. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yep, but, just the the convoy, just classic big old truck, just yeah, going Combo. slow as shit, I guess. <laughs> Att. Uh, oh. Christian, you want to go ahead and jump into episode nine? Yeah, episode nine, the departure, uh, the departed. No, departure. Um, so uh, Uso is on his way back to uh, Casarelia and spots to to scout out, right? See what's going on. He spots a uh, Lieutenant Chronicle Asher and some Zolo Dolos escorting Commander Fuala Griffin <laughs> to wherever. I don't know where they're going. Uh, Lieutenant Chronic and Katagina-san uh, check out the local house for a reason I can't remember now, where they find Shakti and little Carl cooking up some homemade vittles. Uh, Uso gets jumped by two Zolo Dolos and gets the victory gunnam stolen from him. Uh, mobile suit musical chairs ensues after some hijinks with livestock. Katagina... <laughs> Odella, Christian, you're very funny. 
Katrina lets Odell in on her long con before uh, before he can, uh, you know, shoot Lieutenant Chronicle. Um, and they get away. So my question's for you all is uh, what kind of meal would you like to sit down and eat with Shakti and baby Carl? Baby food. <laughs> no. They're from Europe? I think uh, so. Oh, fondue or raclette? Raclette? Yeah. I bet that they have like a really primitive raclette machine. That lo- that that looks really cool. Or like a really modern one. Have you ever seen raclette machines? I'm or... an uncultured swine. What is raclette? Oh, it's cool. I know I'm my uh I've had raclette. I've been lucky enough to have raclette a couple of times. But basically what it is, it's like it's like a two-layered grill and on the bottom layer and like you put it in the middle of a table, it, like plugs into the wall, okay? Oh. Um and like it on the bottom layer, it has all of these trays where you put cheese. And on the top layer, it's more of, like, a George Foreman grill texture where you can wow. put, like, meats and, like, potatoes and, like, bread and stuff. Oh. But the idea is, like, you melt cheese and then you get your, like, fried foods that you made on, or, like, they're cooked foods on the top and you, like, scrape the cheese onto it. Oh, I, my it, yeah. God. That it's like ski awesome. food. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. But I'd have that with them because they're in Europe and that's Rocklet. a European dish. Yeah. Or schnitzel. They, they probably get something going on like that. Alex, what would you be eating with? With Shakti and baby Carl. Like a good, like, a potato apple soup or something like that. Ooh. A hearty. Something hearty, soup cozy. With, like, a good, yeah. with a good, like, a bread, has to have a bread bowl, though. Something cottage core. cookers exist in the Gundam verse? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any mobile suits exist? <laughs> Do you think immersion blenders exist in the Gundam universe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael? What, what are you snacking on? Hooters hot wings. You go to Hooters. You say Shakti. Take With you and Shakti Carl. And you baby. and baby Carl. We're going to yeah. Hooters. Yeah. Me, baby Carl, Shakti, and don't forget Flanders. Yeah. Flanders <laughs> is going to Hooters, and I am not disciplining him if he acts up. And guess what? We're not wearing masks. <laughs> Hooters? Hooters? Surprisingly family-friendly. <laughs> I want to go. I've never um, been to a Hooters before. I want to go so bad. I think Abigail and I are going to go soon. We've never been either. So, I mean, you can come with us. Can I come along? It's, yeah. Are you actually going to go to a Hooters? I think we might. No. Can we go to the one? Can we go to the one near me on the way to Washington? Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I, the unhanged I think Hooters that's the only yeah. Hooters in Portland. Yeah. The, the island. It's like anything's legal at that Hooters because yeah. it's in the island in between Oregon and Washington. Yeah. That one's on island time. Yeah. That one's in like a no fly zone. <laughs> It's the DMZ Hooters. DMZ Hooters. <laughs> okay, the funniest oh, part man. of this episode, though, was the hilarious physical comedy of the trip to hit with baseball bat to then fall down and, like, the other dude just starts kicking the shit out of the, um, what's his name, Odello? Yeah. I was laughing my ass off during that because it happened so fast. Yeah. It was like, trip, bonk, and then his friend came out. Yeah. And then also... Haro was blowing bubbles out of his mouth earlier in this episode, which makes me wonder what exists inside of his body. But we'll never know. I mean, he oh, blows like a fucking like oracle bubble later think, on. Where that was, was so I have a note cool. For that, 
Yeah, I think that's in the next episode. Yeah. I loved that. Um, that opens up a whole other thing about, like, what is Haro What is doing? in Haro? Can you smoke Haro? Like, can... like Haro's a security issue, because Haro is apparently recording, like, Uso's every moment, and can then just, like, send it back to Uso at any moment. At the any moment. Haro is omnipotent, but he's unable to say anything other than Haro. So he is, like, living in his own personal hell. Like, he's seen the past, the present, and the future. But all he can do... He doesn't have arms... Well, I guess he does have arms, technically. But not really effective arms, yeah. Um, okay, last question. How many Uso shouts do you give this episode? Nani. You know how at the end of the episode he's like... like six or seven seven no six 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 or seven okay yeah, six no, and it's it's not on any scale you can just yeah you know, there are many oh, oh, it's on any scale 426 nine oh, that's, no <laughs> that's, uh, that's the obvious number yeah I'm gonna do six nine four twenty nannies. They actually say nanny in this one, which I'm like, I finally get the nani? reference. Like when all the nani? anime kids in high school were like nanny, nanny. I was like, I don't get it. What does that mean? That sounds like it's in a foreign language. But now I understand. It's a very. It just. I feel like if you if I was in Japan, I would be saying that word a lot. But... Oh yeah, it's so fun to say. Nani, Alex, how many? Nani Uso shouts are you giving? I'm giving this 8,008 Nani. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, shouts. Wait, no, 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 wait. 8,000. No, 5,103,000. No, 51,000. Give me that million. Pie Uso shout. Down. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't. It's because like, you're like thinking, uh, whatever. Anyways, that's it All for right. this episode. For the, for the listener, we've almost crossed into the 9 p.m. threshold, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take us into episode 10. Five million three hundred eighteen thousand and eight. Uh, Turn it upside down. Play that. Play that bit backwards, and you're in for a treat. Episode 10 is called "Behold." The Shrike team? Are they called the Shrike team? Not yes. the Strike yes. team. The Shrike <laughs> team. Shrike team. The Shrike team. Behold indeed. Uh, Bespa is able to decipher a League Militaire transmission, a.k.a. a karaoke DVD, and determine the location of a League meeting. Oh, yeah. That I was thought, hilarious. I, thought, I first thought that that was like I when I first saw that I thought that they were like he was like looking over the shoulder of the person trying to break the code and he accidentally had that pulled up on his computer and he's like fuck and then he like switched over to something else. <laughs> That's what should have happened. Yeah. Oh, Somehow Uso figures out that this might be the case and he sneaks off of the convoy with Shakti and Carl um in the Gundam. He was correct, and the Bespa team is setting up an ambush. They begin to capture Uso in the Victory Gundam when the Shrike team, a team of smoke show pilots, saves him and defeats all of the Bespa mobile suits. The episode ends with Uso being punched in the face for his actions. So uh, funny. <laughs> oh, that was uh, a great scene. He just got, uh, like, uh, he got classic clocked. Gundam. <laughs> yeah, classic Gundam. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> right. not being punched. What's what's not everybody? I want. What's everybody think about the Shrike team? Let us let, let, hear it. They're baddies. Woo! Woo! No. They're powerful. <laughs> oh yeah. They finally team. did it. They made they made a girl boss Gundam pilot. Girl they made boss Gundam pilot team. Yeah, they I'm were a... like. I I stand Shrike hundred percent. Yeah, they all seem like they have, like, they all seem like they're, like, able to, like, go to work, but then, like, totally, like, able to, like, kick back on the weekends, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're out there, they're out there, like, you know, like, each other's, like, daughters, like, like, they, baptisms and they shit. work they, hard, but they, yeah. like, play is, Yeah, they play so hard. Oh, my God. Yes, Christian. They, when they're out on the town, it's like, don't, like, you hope you don't run into them. Don't but, like, get in their so way. They're so fun. Don't, they're, yeah, like, yeah. like they, they will make fun of you. Like, yeah, they'll I would bully really, you. Yeah, they'll bully the shit out of you if they yeah. see you, and you pull some shit. But you like love it too, because you're like getting shreds. even just like a glimmer of attention from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, Simon, what was the term you used to describe somebody who's like, I'm not like those other girls? Oh, pick me girl. I think they might be pick me girls. No, because they 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 don't no, care about not. men. Like they don't they don't want to. They okay. they're not because like pick me girls are like I hang out with guys because they're less drama. They're like oh, I hang out with my okay. robot because it's yeah. less drama. Got it. You know okay. what I'm saying? I didn't fully understand right. pick me girl. <laughs> I hang out with my mobile suit because it's just less drama than the <laughs> I, girlies. I hang out with only my mobile suit pilot ladies. Yeah, but which is the best? on the strike team oh my god they do Ooh. say all of their names at one point like i think that we could go through and like meticulously I, figure out their names unfortunately require, i only know that that would require me knowing them <laughs> yeah i don't know them <laughs> i like the black-haired one yeah I was the say, black-haired the golf, one. I'm a, the golf yeah. one i'm a i'm a connie yeah. stan as of now i like the one with the bob going on. yeah that's the black that's the black hair well the there's also one. the long-haired one who's got black hair He's also yeah, a good look. You're right. Oh man. Anyways, I like them all. huge fan. Huge. Um, yeah, this is also. I feel like we're running into an issue here with Uso as the pilot, where constantly the league like dudes, these old guys, yeah, are constantly like, "This little kid has to be our pilot. This little kid, like, you have to pilot Uso. You got to pilot Uso. You got to pilot." And then they're constantly like getting on him for not doing like the right thing, but for, it it is a, a like it's so frustrating because they're constantly pushing him to do these things, but then deriding him and punishing him for not doing what they want. But it, like he's tried to just be like, "Hey, I don't want to do this anymore," so many times, but it just doesn't yeah. seem to be an option. He should be like, "How many fucking leaving. times have I saved your all's lives?" Okay, yeah. thank you. Shut the fuck up. And leave me alone. <laughs> that that's what I would say if I were him. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all owe me everything. You owe also, me your life. I don't think like, I've three ever put like any sort of faith in a thirteen-year-old. Like I've no. been around. Like I like you see a thirteen-year-old and like you're like I cannot trust you to complete any task other than like <laughs> building Minecraft crafting table. Like that's all you know how to that's do. That's about it. Yeah. Play Fortnite, TikTok dance. Um. Steel alcohol, um, past geometry, um, play uh, defender <laughs> in soccer, um, go to homecoming, um, remember locker combination, um, get caught masturbating. In, <laughs> no, no. Sneak into rated R movie. 
Or Christian would not know doing cocaine. Doing cocaine. <laughs> doing taking the life of another. Taking the life <laughs> of another and not regretting it. <laughs> Lying in front soldier. of a jury. <laughs> Trafficking drugs across state lines. These are all things <laughs> your thirteen year old yeah. could be doing. And should be doing. And should be doing. Oh man. Uh do I have permission from you all to talk about something a little blue? A little nasty. Yeah, yeah. nasty. Yes. Yeah, I think we've yeah. all I think we've all respectively said something uh, a little twisted this episode. It's a you, can, twist. you can catch your check. Well, Simon brought up uh masturbating there in the previous No Christian brought up <laughs> masturbating. I will not be held accountable for that. Um and there's some like this is a situation where I'm constantly told by media that young men jack off into socks, which is something <laughs> you that brought I've, this up with me before. Yes, of course. Which is something that I have never considered doing in my entire life. I that's yeah, disgusting. I just don't know. So like, put your dick in a foot receptacle. No, but like, is that the thing? Do you fuck? Do, okay, do you fuck the sock, or is it just at the end? Like yeah, I, that's no, I, don't, Simon, I don't know. The sock fucks you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! But why would that feel good though? I mean, that sounds very uncomfortable. It's like, I I only own wool socks. Like okay, I wait, like. Wait, wait. Oh yeah. So wait, are we in agreement here that I, this is a safe space? I can delete this from the podcast. Yeah. Too, but none of us, none of us have ever <laughs> masturbated in, into a sock. No, uh, no. As no, I told no, you, I discovered at a, a very young age that that's gross. Like that's really because okay. You know what the issue is? You you know that fucking flick American Pie? Yeah, they are the ones that normalize that shit. Like they're yeah. the because there's a whole scene in an American Pie. They used lubricant on the inside of the sock, suggesting that you're supposed to fuck the sock <laughs> until you climax and like just leave it there. I guess. Also, like uh, cotton is porous. Like yeah. It, I don't know, man. Okay, I'm I'm glad to know. Like, again, no judgment on anybody. Yeah, there's no diehard like, like. Oh no, like don't get between no me and my like fuck sock. Yeah. If you're I, walking around so, with some cum feet, yeah, in your cum sock. <laughs> oh, Christian, that's right. another wrinkle of it too. Uh, all yes. right, that's that's what I'm saying. I I wouldn't if you came into a sock and then threw it away. Like that's one thing. Like that's just <laughs> that's wasteful. wasteful though. Yeah. Like that's very come wasteful. into like. You could come into anything and throw it away at that point. Like, I just came on my laptop and then throw it in the trash. Like, <laughs> that's, that's badass. That's what, that, like, that's oh, what yeah, Drake that, does. Yeah, Drake at just night, I, yeah, yeah, I came yeah. on my iPad and then threw it in the fucking trash. That <laughs> is the definition of fuck you money. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Well, you, hear it, you heard it here first, folks. Zero <laughs> out of four men were... <laughs> Who were t- teenage men <laughs> jack off into socks? I I don't I don't know why I've, I this I thought I was gonna bring this up and everybody's gonna say that they did that. I think this is like, like, be like yeah a totally. false no. rumor that has been perpetuated okay. by Big Sock in order to yeah. sell more socks. More socks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the kids are doing it. Big Sock socks. wants you to come these into my, socks so they can buy more socks. socks. And these are my cum socks, dude. You fucking means is coming for us. I think if if you got if you're really into the sock strategy, you probably have like a set of socks that are set aside. That's for gross. <laughs> that special is, time. That is your cum existing in your space for longer than like 10 seconds well you gotta wash it right you you know 
I'm, yeah, I'm assuming so you don't it's... just leave the the the, the come to dry in the socks, <laughs> or else they'll get really. Do you think teenage scratchy. boys are that diligent? Are they like, oh, I just climaxed into this sock. Better go put it in the washing machine. Like, no, it's like fucking like 3 a.m. and they're like looking at their iPod Touch already playing like fucking Doodle Jump after. Like, it's <laughs> this I is only a... come into Calvin Klein socks. Yeah. In case oh, yeah. you all have forgotten, this is a Christian podcast. Um, it's also a podcast about we... men's health. So yeah, men, yeah. This is it, this is this is in the middle of the Venn diagram. Like we're in the free, we're in the. We're... I'm trying to is, you know destigmatize sex. Okay, we we want to you know people. No, I'm get looking to stigmatize open. coming into socks. I think I, <laughs> I would like to put an end to it. Won't kink shame anything, but coming into a sock, gosh darn yeah, it. Don't that's not that's not a kink. That's a mistake. Yeah, there are better <laughs> things to come in inside of your room, I guarantee it. Just like take the extra second and like look around. You're worth it. Okay? <laughs> You're worth it. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Right. Well, I've I have a lot more I can say on the subject, but I think it's best that we just move on. Maybe we can ta- maybe we can take a little nibble off every episode until we find <laughs> and understand it. Yeah, season eight is, or season nine is the season where we really tackle masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like anyone has ever like masturbated inside of like a Gundam and like like didn't realize that like they they, they like, didn't block it out instead, and it was like really embarrassing, and it was like 100%. a big hr thing that they had to like tackle yeah. but... uh, I, uh, like absolutely. like jeffrey tubin at cnn where he masturbated <laughs> on a zoom call <laughs> by yeah, accident i think, I think like wow. uh what was uh okay oh, like beach armando like one yeah. of them definitely oh, they, yeah. they definitely pulled a tubin or wait, what was the what was the third character's name that was in that crew there's judo beach armando <laughs> i am i you've 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 like <laughs> I've devolved into no, a twelve-year-old. I'm thinking of it. some really funny jokes you know, for sixth-grade Simon right now. You know who masturbates inside of a mobile suit? Whom? It is Bernard Mancha. He's from the oh, guy from Hundred Percent Memories. He literally yeah. has porn taped to the inside of his it's mobile true. suit. Like this so is canonical. Yeah. yeah, this one. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. I've got a couple notes saved for now. Wait, wait, wait. Do you masturbate before battle or after battle? During battle, obviously. During battle? Mm. That is brave. That's bold. Imagine, like, exploding mid, like, I cannot. I feel like you have to be a new type to get away with that, you know? Like. New types can, like, masturbate with their mind and they don't even come. They just, like, they just, like, yes. they're just, like, they're just, like, mm. I've done it. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. I've... I think Mancha, like, Puts a sock around his dick before going into battle. <laughs> just uses like the turbulence of battle in order to yeah. like, yeah, to like right. get the friction going. All right, it. okay, it's, it's, getting, it's getting bad. It's getting it's bad. Getting bad. I'm, I'm gonna put a warning on this episode. Yeah, this is, can you put the explicit tag on on Spotify? <laughs> All of our episodes are explicit. <laughs> Wait, we can say whatever the fuck we want. Then. Yeah, we're we're explicit by default. Yeah, but I man. I guarantee you this: there's not another Gundam podcast out there that is this the brave enough. Of men's health. Yeah. Brave enough. Yeah, you you fucking cowards yeah, will not talking... tackle the real issues of the show. <laughs> this is the bravest Gundam podcast. <laughs> All right. Christian, let's let's do, uh, let's do episode 11, all right? Not even, let's we're not let's even scoot done. on. Let's scoot on. Yeah. Okay, two episode more, 11. 
defense of the Shrike team. So, Convoy <clears throat> is doing its darndest. Okay, make it over to this Federation-controlled hangar slash warehouse uh, where they meet up with the dodgy old codger Lieutenant Gomez. Uh, he mentions Uso's father once, and he continues to annoy the shit out of everyone, see what he can learn <laughs> about his absentee father. That seems so fucking funny. Who's abandoned his 13-year-old son. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> Gomez insists that uh, orders are orders, and they're shipping, they're shipping the League military's new we weapons to Ireland. All right, he's like, I don't care what you got to say. That's where it's going, okay? Um, but before they know it, Bespa's on their on their ass like a fly on shit, and uh, our Queen Helen of the Shrike team uh, gives her life in defense of the shuttle launch. So sad. So sad. So sad. That scene was brutal too because it wasn't even an explosion. They were like, they were she talking about it at the end. They're like. They're like, this one burned yeah. to death, and this one died from crushing. It's just like, yeah. wow. It didn't have to go that hard. Pretty it's fucking just not an explosion. I liked Helen. She had a great fucking haircut. Also, she had to go I, and die. Can I bring up something that perhaps will allow us to antagonize the Yellow Jackets even further? So prior Please. to, so when the Yellow Jacket, the little like team of three was inside of the, um, that little pub, they were. They seem to be drinking whiskey and just like drinking straight whiskey. Can we all agree on this? And then they immediately went and operated their mobile suits. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you also did you also notice that when they got up to leave, they broke their glasses? They yeah, threw like their shot glasses yeah. on they're the ground. They're drunk as fuck at this point. Like they're like, no wonder they failed. Oh, they couldn't man. even pass the sobriety test. Yeah, they're like drunk piloting. It's very irresponsible. But what if there was like. Also, like another force of police officers. <laughs> you were speeding. <laughs> like what? Like we're in a we're in a war. <laughs> Your left tail lights out. What the fuck are you talking about? Is... There and it's daytime, so they're day drinking. Yeah, they they're just waiting for orders. I guess. Yeah. So I guess anything goes. They they run a little loose though. Those Vespa fellers. I have you. a quick question. So at the end of the episode, <laughs> the pilot is like, all right, we're going to Ireland, right? And then the guy, the other pilot's like, no, we're going to follow Uso, and he's going to Gibraltar? Ari Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Wait, what'd you say? Ari Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Yeah. So like, wait, where the fuck did they go? <laughs> you know, where Spain and the Morocco kind of kiss a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like that—that's where they ended up going. They didn't go to Ireland. Yeah, why would they go to Ireland? Yeah, because like, they said yeah. they were going to go to Ireland. Yeah, they made yeah. it pretty like, but like it was but clear. Like, who's like, making this? Who, like, but Uso's making the decision because he wants to go to Gibraltar to meet up because with, that's where his um, dad might. The blondie, yeah. no, and also uh, Karina. Yeah, Karina. Oh, Karina. Okay. Yeah, but I was like confused on like because I thought they are they're supposed to go to Ireland. But Uso's, like, kind of gone AWOL a little bit. Yeah, they're supposed to go to Ireland, but they also are being led by a 13-year-old. Exactly. And if they're not masturbating the socks, they're not fucking good for anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
this show has an affinity for Ireland, doesn't it? They love that place. Yeah. They always go to Ireland. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I guess shout Ireland out got, Ireland. Yeah, Ireland got fucked up in Double Zeta, though. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where the colony drop happened? Or uh, no. Glasgow? No, actually, I think, was it Camille was in Ireland? And then uh, the col- they dropped a colony on Glasgow. Oh. Scotland. And that's where uh, where Judo fought uh, Pulu 2, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pulu 1 died. Yeah, it was a brutal. Brutal episode. One of the best episodes of Gundam ever. Um, yeah. 100%. We've not talked at all about the fact that they have rotating shields that are like helicopter blades, but also oh, yeah. shields. Just the whole, the whole, the whole uh, helicopter mobile suit thing is just fucking amazing. (laughs) They look like pelicans, kind of. Yeah, they do look like pelicans. What kind of like throws me a little off is that when they transform into the helicopter mode, the boots are flying behind them or like around them at all times, so they at the beginning. But I feel like by the end they stopped having like the the boots fly separately. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they were just transforming. Yeah. At least for the best of mobile suits. No, the mobile the... suits in the show are fucking weird. Yeah. They are. I, was I, mean, tell- I... I was... Or go ahead, Christian. <laughs> no, I was just say I, I can't say I hate him. I kind of no. like him. Well, I was telling Michael, I want, like, I want a toy of, like, the Victory Gundam. I don't want, like, a kit of it. I want, like, a, like, a playable toy because I feel like that would be much more fun. Because, like, it's all about putting it together and taking right. it apart and stuff like that. And in my experience, all the kits that do that are very finicky. Ah, uh, yeah. I would, yeah, I, at first I was like, ah, you know, Victory Gundam, like, aesthetically, uh, doesn't really jump out to me at all. It looks a lot like the other <clears throat> Gundams we've seen so far. But it's really grown on me, and I would love... I kind of feel I'm the same with Simon. Like I would love to just have like a figure of it that I can just like manipulate around, like you know, just mess around with instead of like having to build a kit and have pieces fall apart all the time. Yeah, I talked to Hugo about uh, the action figure line that they had in the '90s, but it seems that uh, they stopped making Gundam action figures for the American market. At some point, uh, kind of in that dead space of it, that anime had, kind of like post tsunami, until like maybe like five or ten years ago. I um, remember that. I remember yeah. as a kid being able to go to Walgreens and pick up a super that's awesome. A, that's exactly Gundam what Hugo said. He's yeah. He said that they were at Walgreens. Uh, I remember getting all my action figures at Kmart, uh, the one in Georgetown. Like I had a lot of G Gundam, Gundam Wing, and Mobile Suit Gundam action figures. Um, but I he I think we said he said that they're relaunching action figures, uh, from some company or one of the lines of uh, shirts that we looked at was like inspired by the packaging for the new action figures. So that might be something that comes back out. But I oh, doubt yeah. they like do Victory Gundam. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, funny mobile suits in the show. I yeah I, I was kind of thrown off by the designs at first, but they kind of grown on me as well. Let's talk about episode 12, the final episode of today's episode. The air episode. The air episode? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like entirely in, in the air. A lot of it's in the air. But when, is also... it, when is it not in the air? I thought they take off in the last episode. <clears throat> well, then they land at, in Gibraltar. 
or Barcelona. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right. Uh, so while the league's transports are arriving in Gibraltar or Spain, uh, I'm not really sure. They don't really fully say. They are examined by uh, Bespa planes. Uso is able to create a diversion so the transport can get away safely, but he's separated from the group. I kind of like that uh, sequence. Land... <laughs> what was that? I, I really like that sequence, actually. Really, Yeah, really fun and playful. Um, but also, uh, the uh, music during that section was really good as well. But I have another note for that later. Um, so he's separated from the group, and he lands at a small fishing hut and meets a man called Mr. Robert. Uh, Mr. Robert is a nice man who keeps calling Uso Nicholas. Oh, yeah. Ni- Nicole? Nicole, On accident. Yeah. Um, and he takes Uso into the city, which they show the Hagio Sophia in it, so it might be Barcelona. Or is it supposed to be Gibraltar? I, I don't really fully know, but it's a Spanish city, is what I'm going to say. Hmm. And Uso then finds all of his friends from the League Militaire. Uh, in the city, they have... Uh, a good time, and they run into a lady who, unbeknownst to them, is Fulio Gr- uh, Griffin, a high-ranking Bespa officer. Uh, Bespa officers then arrive in the town and set up the guillotine in the town square. The town folk fight back, and they defy Bespa's troops. Mr. Robert and Uso run away so that Uso, Uso can return to his core fighter. But during the pursuit, Mr. Robert sacrifices himself to buy Uso some time, and his death sends Uso into a blind rage. Uh, Uso's able to get back to his core fighter and he's able to fight off the best forces. Um, and then in the end, it is revealed that Mr. Robert had a picture of a kid who looked just like Uso. Uh, and this kid is likely Nicholas or Nicola, Nicholas. Um, pretty good episode to end on, I thought. Uh, again, I, like, I don't know if you all have found this, but I do think that the score in this show, the musical score, is one of the better musical scores that we've seen as far as just like time. the the more like uh orchestral uh sounds of it. Yeah. I think it, it's really well done. It's kind of surprising because the animate the animation isn't as top notch as we've seen in some of the OVAs. Yeah. But I really like the way that they've gone with the score and the melodies they've used. Um, um Yeah, in, in terms of the music it's kind of interesting too because uh Michael and I were chatting up about this uh like a week or so ago but the anime came out in what's called the Hesei Heisei period I'm totally probably mispronouncing that in Japan and it kind of marks this period of economic downfall um for the country because there was kind of a very similar thing to the housing bubble uh burst here in the US that set off the worldwide recession essentially in Japan um a lot of big-time lenders were giving out loans to people with horrible credit. And so, yada, 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 right? And they call that the generations that experience those economic downturns the lost generation. Any case, makes you wonder if any of that played into like the lower quality of production for Victory Gundam, for whatever reason, right? Who knows? Not sure could be a possibility but like the if you look at the lyrics of of the opening theme for the show Mm -hmm. it's i don't know i feel like it's a response to to what's going on totally at at that time it's very optimistic yeah 
Yeah. They did the same thing and they gave a incredibly happy theme song to mm-hmm. a not incredibly happy show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A very it's a show for children where there's a guillotine and a guy blows himself up with a grenade. And <laughs> the protagonist is really caught between saving people's lives and having to kill people. Really happy child show. <laughs> um, one, uh, I just have one quick note for this episode where, uh, and then we'll get into some final questions and wrap it up. But uh, my last note is that I really think that Uso is a style icon. Like he has some really good looks with his hat and his jacket. Uh, there's a couple times where he just has his t-shirt on. I like was like and his haircut too. I'm like that's like he has a pretty modern look. Like I think his look would fit really well into what's happening with style like right now. So. Um, oh yeah, dude. He would he would walk down the street. He would fucking rock it today yeah. right now. Oh. Who was obsessed yeah. with style wise was Fuala in this episode. The hair, yes. Oh my god, I loved her hair. I was Fuala obsessed rules. with her hair. <laughs> well, her whole outfit. She was wearing the like, um, like suit and the hat, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, she looks very fashion forward. And she, she was driving like a moped. Yeah, like a, like a uh-huh. shitty moped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was so funny. It was like a bike moped. Like it wasn't a motorcycle. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, uh, let's wrap this up. And I just want to go through some of like the general feelings that we have of the show based off of the first 12 episodes. And I'm just going to give everybody a quick uh, few seconds to answer these questions, and then we'll move on. Um, so how does everybody feel about the animation style of this episode? And we'll start with Christian, go Alex, then Simon, and we'll do that same order for all the questions. So. Christian, how do you feel about the animation style? The animation style was a little bit uh, off-putting at first, and then it really grew on me because it ah, gave me a sense of nostalgia. It really reminded me of the earlier styles of animation we've seen in the franchise, especially like felt like a combination of 0079 and Double Zeta style of animation. Um, and it grew on me. I actually really like it. Oh, yeah. Alex, what do you got to say? I never really had a problem with it. It's a little bit more juvenile, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's just I kind of accept every series of Gundam to have like a different animation style. So at this point, it stopped really bothering me. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I I, I like it, and it's kind of nice that they all have their own style. Simon, what do you think? Yeah, the style reminded me of like GI Joe and like Power Rangers and stuff. But the special effects are way better than they've been before, in my opinion. I think all the explosions and all of the, um, like secondary animation stuff, like any like mm. like wind blowing leaves or something like that, because I think that's probably a, a separate team working than like the core animation, and they did it really, really. Uh, I mean, there's tons of explosions, obviously, so that's what I've noticed. But they're noticeably better than any other show that we've watched. What I love are those sequences when the explosion kind of fills up the entire camera yeah and yeah. there's just this like kaleidoscope of reds and oranges it's so I, cool I really of love like that. and they have like delay and stuff where it's just like and like oh all that stuff like i don't know that's just like really good at um like i feel like basics of animation principles because you're just like moving around shapes essentially uh-huh. um but they yeah i um that was the one thing that i noticed other than that it's just like i don't know yeah, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we think of uh, the opening song, Stand Up to Victory? Christian, your thoughts Fuck yeah. First? It's a gosh 
dang banger, let me tell you. It's stuck in my head all day. Stand up to the victory. It's so good. I love it. Alex, what do you think? The song's a banger. Lyrics are the exact opposite of the tone. I'm gonna read you the, and I have a lot of time. I'm gonna read you the first line of the song. Heavy rain shakes my heart like the day. Just like that day, I ran through my dream. Like that's what I'm saying. This song is about the lost generation. They're like, yo, the song like, is, shit is fucked up right now. Like, yeah, no, it's. But yeah, song song is fucking great. It's it's been a while since I've turned up the opening song on an anime. Yeah, it's a good one. Simon, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I like it. I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of all of the openings. I'm not a fan of like TV openings to begin with. But really, this pretty good. This one, yeah. this one is the. It's you know like uh, there are certain animes that like you'll just down. <laughs> Simon's like, I'm not really a fan of like drawings of things from japan yeah i like i, don't, I, don't I find it's not, it's cartoons really tedious and like yeah. so like wait so it's like a cartoon but from japan i feel like read like <laughs> kind of cringe to be honest like like they're not speaking honest, english it's just like a little bit cringe to me to yeah be, to you guys frank. are fucking weebs <laughs> all right let's talk about uso real quick um christian your your thoughts on uso as our protagonist so far uh he to me seems a little bit less of a blank slate than a lot of Gundam protagonists. I don't know. Feels like he's got a couple extra layers to him. I like him. I think he's compelling. Alex? Uh, at the beginning, I really didn't care for him at all, but in the last, probably like last, second half of that 12 episode block, I really come to like him. Very curious to see what's going to happen with him now. Was there like a specific moment like when he started becoming cool? No, it's just not even becoming cool. It's just like the whole show at the beginning had a really hard time captivating me. Yeah, it was like so many characters all at once. When he, when he drank that big glass of warm milk, you were like, oh, this is my type of guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he got him and a baby the same drink, like, like, she was like, shocked. He was like, go get the baby a drink. Yeah. And he says, like, I, I might as well have one one glass of breast yeah. milk i would at love a that bar, and they were serving minors like alcohol like, they were serving gotten... minors yeah. fucking ice cream sundaes well like <laughs> that was so funny she's like she's like you have ice cream sundaes yeah like i wanted it. it's like what the fuck like, this is like, like some like it... decrepit like like refugee like I, like you don't fucking have a i don't know yeah they have a soft surf machine yeah that been, like fucking worked on in years <laughs> and that, that chocolate parfait looked delicious it did. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. Uh, Simon, what are your thoughts on Uso? I like Uso because he doesn't think that he has a god complex, and nobody else thinks he has a god complex. They just think he's, like, a good pilot. They're not like, mm-hmm. oh, you're a new type. There must be something special with your brain. Like, nobody has even, like, questioned how good he is at it. Like, they're like, wow, he's, like, really fucking good at it, but, like, yeah. must just be, like... No, um, what do you call it? I think Katiana mentions that he's a new type. What? Oh, she Katagina? thinks he's a new type. Yeah, like one uh, of them says. I think. Like, one, I, I think like one of the um, like one of the babes, was... one of the babes from the Shrike team. Actually. Oh, yeah. Like, they're like, it's like no wonder he's good. He's a new type, but then it just doesn't really bring it up again. <laughs> like, but it, it also that. seems again like the the new type thing in this universe, even at this time, is still kind of like a rumor. Not quite sure. Could be a thing, could not be a thing. This time it was 
by this point in history, they kind of know new types are a thing. That that's so I interpreted. Really, like, how it, she that, seems, that seems a new ambiguous type. to me. I feel like the because <clears throat> like in Double Zeta, you know, Zeon or Neo Zeon, whoever it was at the time, was experimenting with the 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 Saikamu Gundams and like really researching that new type thing. I guess mm-hmm. right. But yeah, is that is... lost to history at this point? I don't know. This is only like 50 years later. I think it's just like new types it's are It's like the discovery thing. of penicillin. It's like you can just like buy ibuprofen <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Like it's not yeah, a big I, deal. I can't remember exactly <laughs> how the line went, but I think it was like, no wonder he's so good. He's probably a new type. And yeah. It's just I mean, kinda like... it, is, it is 60 years from what yeah. Christian's been yeah. trying. So 60 years after that. Uh, but at the same time, like at one point in our history, we were just openly getting vaccines for diseases and now for some reason we're not <laughs> <laughs> now it's like so crazy? history moves backwards and yeah. forwards are you yeah did you just admit that you're an anti-vaxxer michael no no we we as a society as a society we live in a society i'm okay I, I, I need i need it to clarify i'm a i'm good i'm pfizer <laughs> Hey, hey, listener, all three. listener, get vaxxed. Okay? Yeah. You fucking get, get, get that needle in your goddamn your, mouth. Get your ass out of bed get and go you, get, get vaxxed. Get yeah, any needle you see, put it in you. You never know if it has, it could have a little bit of vaccine in it. My policy is take the needle. Take the needle. Hey, HIV is manageable now, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's true. Get like tattoos with ballpoint like pens. All I'm saying. All right, final final questions here to wrap it up. Um, any thoughts on Chronicle Asher, who I'm assuming is our main bad guy, or like kind of our he's like kind of a Char clone, but kind of not. He's kind of a, he's got more integrity than Char. He's the master. He's, he's a fuck boy. He's like yeah. he's almost too gentlemanly, you know. Um, he's he's yeah, I like him. I like his little ponytail action he's got going on. And his mask. You know, he's responsible. Mm-hmm. He wears a mask, okay? <laughs> Public. Keeping like everybody Monica, else. Like COVID exists in Victory Gundam. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Asher's just, the only one wearing an N95. Yeah, there's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no mask mandate on, like, <laughs> fucking bombed out Earth, but... <laughs> Oh, man. Nobody in that bar was wearing a mask. <laughs> they were not actively eating and drinking. Isn't that wild that that's how you like view media now? Like sometimes I'm like watching a show, I'm like nobody's wearing a mask. Yeah, I know. It's weird how like different shows like choose to like exist it... in our universe or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like the Sex in the City reboot. Like Abigail's watching that, and it's like. In that universe, COVID's happened, but they've like moved past. Wait, it. what? That's nuts. Do they That's address crazy. it? That's wild. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it's like it's like how it's like it was made right after the vaccine came out. Like whenever we were living in that very brief window, <laughs> yeah. where things yeah. were looking up, like the summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, like not even the full summer. Just like because I mean, in in we're in Portland, we had a the mask mandate was lifted for like two weeks. Yeah. Oh. I went to Fred Meyer's once in that. In I still, that time I still frame. wore my mask. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take my mask off. There was a time weeks. where I felt pretty bold after I got my vaccine. I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Like, Lick and the then bowl. I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
felt pretty bold. I came in a sock. Came in a sock. <laughs> I took off my mask. Is that how you get disease? I'm, I'm gonna start dude. spreading a rumor that if you come in socks, you get diseases. Like it's gonna give you like the flu or something. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we can wrap this one up. What do you all think? Anything, yeah. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we we say goodbye to the listeners? I think that's a <laughs> let's end it on coming in socks. No, <laughs> don't ever end anything, especially a masturbation session and coming in a sock. <laughs> I like cannot. Okay, you know what? Okay, this is the only instance in which you are allowed to come on the sock. If you are having intercourse with somebody else. And you want to finish in a sock? That is hilarious. Yeah. That's I, so okay. I, you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna and you like look around your room and you're like, oh fuck. And it's like hey, what hey, is hey. No muss, no fuss, baby. Wow. <laughs> Michael, edit this the fuck out. Or make it sound like instead of like coming in sock, like just replace that phrase with like going to church or something. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bunch of reverb over your voice and yeah. then add like a add like a massive crowd in the background clapping. Yeah, like, exactly. really inspired. Add like a really loud cat meow, like oh Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back next week with the next 12 episodes of Mobile Suit Victory Gundam. Uh, we'll also dive more into the male health uh, sphere as well to kind of keep you all up on uh, how things are going. We're tackling Christian. an athlete's foot next week. <laughs> oh, I, I, I had a men's health related question to bring on for the next week's oh, podcast oh, yeah. yeah everyone watch it and then also bring in a men's health question <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah before next week i need all you all to watch 12 episodes and then just really think about something about men's health that we need to talk about so uh, we'll we'll uh we'll make sure that that's part of the podcast moving forward yeah. for this season <laughs> for this season for this season yeah we're gonna put it we're gonna move up we're gonna put childish things away after this season yeah, yeah. Season ten, we we start a new leaf. Next men. season, us four are going to tackle now. women's health. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, it's happening. <laughs> it's conversation the conversation that needs to happen of this, of this show. Exactly. Yeah. We're not going to live past that. No, 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 no. People coming into our house to tell us that we have to stop. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Oh, uh, burn a cop car. <laughs> <laughs>
I love it. I love it. 